Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar. And after a little bit of time, I am back with my co-host, Jack Vanamater. Uh, Johnny Boy, I'm glad to be back. I've been feeling to do an episode. We've been out of the, out of the game for a, a few weeks now. So I'm glad to be doing another episode. We're talking Cavs today. Cavs have had a good season, but coming off a two-game skid into the All-Star game, we got a lot to talk about. So with that, let's get into it. Yeah, so we got a little update for you here today. Update about the Cavs stand-ins, where they're going into the All-Star break, what they're doing with the All-Star break. It's going to be a fun one. And, you know, what we can kind of look to after the All-Star break. So currently the Cavs are sitting at 35-23. and 23. I think this is a better record than anyone would have predicted going into this season. They are fourth in the East behind the Chicago Bulls, who are sitting at 37-21, who are first in the East. The Miami Heat, who are 37-20, and and the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 36-23. The Cavs have 24 games left in this amazing Cinderella season. So, I mean, it's just been one for the books, Jack, and something that the whole city is really excited about. Yeah, no, it's been great, and our record is 35-23. and 23. We've already reached the mark that Bleacher Report predicted us to be at at the end of the season. They predicted 35-47, and 47. so to be sitting there, you know, way above expectations is a great feeling, and to be doing this too, like, while the Lakers and LeBron, as well as Kyrie and the Nets, are just in complete shambles right now, it feels so much better. Kevin Love, the one who stayed finally getting some love and yeah the Cavs have been playing great and it just it's so fitting that the all-star game is in Cleveland this year because it really will finally get to like really represent the land in such a breakout season yeah I think that's the perfect transition into our next segment the Cavs have a couple of all-star nods this year and you couldn't have said it better Jack it is an awesome year to have it in Cleveland because the Cleveland Cavaliers have some rising stars in Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen. But it wasn't some normal all-star voting for the both of them. Yeah, it was not normal at all. Darius Garland did get in on the first ballot, so that was great. And we, you get to see the reaction video that the Cavs put out. That was so good to see. Jarrett Allen, however, was a major snub candidate for the first week or so after the results came out so from the east jared allen did not make the original all-star game lineup kevin durant who was not playing and we knew this before the all-star game is not playing so there's going to be a fill-in right even though we all thought that jared allen was deserving of a original all-star game spot he didn't even get the fill-in spot it went to Lamelo ball of the charlotte hornets now Lamelo's having a great season right he's doing good but we can both agree that was a popularity pick. Like, Jared Allen is playing much better than LaMelo Ball is playing this year and means way more to the Cleveland Cavaliers than than people even realize. And so to see him get snubbed a second time was really, really tough. Finally, recently, the great news is that he did finally get in. James Harden, who recently got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, he got injured, so he's out till past the All-Star break. Jared Allen gets in. Well-deserved, but definitely not typical. Yeah, it was really aggravating to see Allen get snubbed that first time. In the last like public voting turnouts that they gave, Jarrett Allen was sixth in the East front court. 
So if anyone was going to get snubbed, in my opinion, I thought it may be Garland since he was finishing, I think, ninth in those polls. But it was Allen. And again, getting snubbed after the first time, Kevin Durant is a front court player. So you thought Adam Silver would replace a front court player with a front court player in Jared Allen. But he gave it to LaMelo Ball, who is having a great season. He is a young, popping star in the NBA. And I'm not going to deny it. I would want to see him play, too. But in relative terms, Jarrett Allen has meant so much to this Cavs team. A Cavs team that has a way better record than the Charlotte Hornets, too. So, you know, you would think that spot would go to Jarrett Allen, giving it a front court player to another front court player. Someone who's been an absolute boss on their team. But it went to LaMelo Ball. And like you said, Jack, it seemed like a big, big popularity pick here. But finally, Jarrett Allen gets what he deserves he gets a spot. He gets in for a guard, which is kind of funny. Why couldn't they have just done it the other way around? I'm, I know you couldn't predict Harden's injury, but I felt like someone was bound to get injured because there's a couple guys on the roster like Harden and Levine who have been out for a bit. So I'm just happy. I'm, I am I saw him in the video. He was playing on his like PSP. I don't know who still has a PSP, but they ended up mobbing Allen on the team playing. So it was really cool to see it all happen. Yeah, and... Another cool thing is that Harden was drafted to Team LeBron. If you watched the All-Star draft, that was comedy. <laughs> Kevin Durant like did not want to pick Harden. But he gets drafted to LeBron now, filling in for Harden. So LeBron now has Garland and Allen on his team in Cleveland. So the entire crowd is going to be with Team LeBron in the All-Star game. Not to mention LeBron kills the draft every year. So hopefully we'll get to see a dub in the All-Star game as well. But that's not it for the All-Star game. We got a lot more showing. We got the skills challenge. And this is really, really cool what they're doing this year. We've got three teams of three players. And instead of just picking All-Stars or people that are maybe even fit for this challenge, they decided to go trio and had some fun with it. So we got Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Darius Garland as one team. Who are representing Team Cavs. Yeah. So that's really fun that they did that. I love to see Evan Mobley getting a little action in there. As he's having a great year. Next, you got Giannis Anandokounmpo, Alex Anandokounmpo, and I, I, I don't even want to try to say the third brother's Thanis. name. Thanis. Thanis? That's the name. I don't know. Something like that, bro. Thanis Anandokounmpo. But those are the three Anandokounmpo brothers, which is really, really cool that they're doing that. And then you got Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy, who are three rookies, three high-octane rookies that playing really well. So that'll be really fun to see what happens, although I will say the Cavs probably are at a disadvantage with two big men. Yeah, I, I'm not really expecting the Cavs to win this one, Jack, with a four and a five. I, I, I honestly think that the rookies are going to come out on top here. I, I just think it's a super cool concept. Usually they put like four or five guys, forwards and maybe like one center. I think Carl Anthony Towns won it one year, so maybe that will give the Cavs some hope, but it's usually guys who are shifty, who can pass, who can dribble. So I think the rookies are best fitted for this challenge. I think they win. They beat the the Giannis team and they beat the Cavs team. I can't say it. I coming out of Puko. It's just it's just not me. But moving on, the Cavs have even more fun. They have the NBA Rising Star Challenge, and the Cavs have two representatives in this game. Yeah, we've got Isaac Okoro and Evan Mobley, who are both playing on the same team. Uh, there's four teams, 
each each team has to win two games to win the whole challenge. Or one team has to win two games to win the whole challenge. And both Cavs players landed on Rick Barry's team, which consists of Kate Cunningham, Franz Wagner, Jay Sean Tate, Alperin Sigun, Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, and Isaac Okoro. I personally think it's the best team of the four. But all really evenly balanced. It'll be really fun to see this team as well. A lot of Cavs representation. So, Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this too. I was really hoping Isaac Okoro got put in here because he's been having a great year, especially defensively. We've seen how valuable he's been for the Cavs on defense. Now, there's three other teams in this challenge. you got to win two games to win the challenge. It's basically like a four-team bracket. And... These other teams are just loaded with young studs. You got Team Gary Payton with Lamelo Ball and Scotty Barnes. You got Team Isaiah Thomas with Anthony Edwards and Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, and then you got teams James Worthy with Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green. So I, I think this is going to be really exciting. Obviously, Team Rick Barry is going to pull out with the dub in this game. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's also really cool because the NBA pulled up four players from the G League Ignite to also be on this. So if you thought some of these freshmen and sophomore players on the Rising Star Challenge were young, now you got some guys who are you know skipping their senior year of high school to do this. So you got some young guns out on the court for this. It'll be really cool. I, I mean, between the Skills Challenge and the Rising Star Challenge, they're really switching it up. And I think the NFL Pro Bowl could take a little page out of the NBA's book here because there I mean the Pro Bowl obviously happened about a week ago and if you haven't heard about it you're not alone because no one did it's a complete bust every year and the NBA continues to improve their all-star game and make it more fun and interesting and like you said you got some high schoolers in here which is insane to even think about I couldn't imagine could you imagine being a senior in high school 18 years old and playing against these guys like no, because I'm not six six and don't have the athletic ability to be. <laughs> we, we can dream, man. But yeah, so it'll be really cool. I love that the All-Star Game is in Cleveland this year. Hit us up on Twitter if you're going. Send some pictures at hottest underscore take pod. We always love interacting with y'all. But moving away from the All-Star Game, unless you have anything else you want to add, moving away from the All-Star Game, we got some headlines that we want to talk about, really kind of honing in on the Cavs in particular here. All right, well, let's let's start with the games that, that we've, since Karis LeVert got here. So for those of you who don't know, Karis LeVert comes over from the Indiana Pacers. He's a guard, helps fill that role that Colin Sexton kind of left when he got injured. And that Ricky Rubio obviously left that void. So Karis LeVert, was brought in to kind of fill that void, and he's been okay so far. But just summing up the trade, we got Karras in the second-round pick is what the Cavs got, and the Pacers received a 22 first, 22 second, 2027 second, and Ricky Rubio, who was on the final year of his contract, doesn't really mean much. So about that trade, the price, John, what do you do? You think we did the right move there? Yeah. I think it was a great trade. I think it was at a great value. I was hoping you were going to read the picks, like who they came from, because it's, I think, a very important part of this trade. The Cavs, the second rounder that they got, along with Karis LeVert's from Miami, and Miami's first in the East, so, or their second, 
So that second round pick is worth next to nothing. You know, uh, the end of the round, second round yeah. pick, it, it's it's invaluable. Now the Pacers, they got the 2022 first round pick from the Cavs, which will hopefully be at the end of the first round. It's lottery protected. But I don't think the Cavs would even have a chance of dropping into the lottery at this point. So that pick is as good as gone. You have a 2022 second round pick via Houston going to the Pacers. And that is a piece that a lot of teams were asking for from the Cavs, Jack. Because Houston is one of the worst teams in the NBA. It's going to be between picks, what, like 33 and 35? So teams consider it an end of the first round pick. So it's something that was a valuable trade chip that the Cavs had that, you know, was a big part in this deal getting done. And then you trade a 2027 second round pick from Utah. A lucky seventh grader gets to get picked by by the Pacers in 2027. Who knows if they'll even have that pick at that time. I'm sure it'll get traded a million times. But, Jack, I love this value. You get Karis LeVert with a year and a half left on his deal for an end-of-the-round first-round pick and an early second. So, in itself, I think this is a great deal. Yeah, I agree. And, and for those of you, of you who don't really know, these first-round picks, especially the later ones, are really, really hit or miss. Like, I don't think that giving... I mean, a first-round pick sounds valuable, but it really probably won't be unless the Cavs kind of fall off and, and that pick goes falls below 20, but... But I agree with you 100%. Karis LeVert fills a huge need for the for the Cavs and really did not cost that much to get him. Um, it fits with the with the cap and everything. So um, very, very good trade there by Kobe Altman. And he continues to make moves that I really, really like. Yeah, and I, I, I guess we'll talk about this next trade that we have because it just kind of fits how we're going. But Rajon Rondo for the Cavs, Jack, has been stepping up big time and has been playing his butt off in the month of February. And I just love that this trade is finally coming to fruition. So I wanted to give myself a little pat on the back because you all know that's the type of person I am. I said back in December when we did our Cavs update that he could fill the void of Ricky Rubio or partially fill the void if he was able to reproduce his stats from last season, where he had 7.6 points per game, 5.8 assists, 3.1 rebounds, where he shot 48% from the field and 43% from three. Now, Rajon Rondo is getting close to it, so take it easy and check it out. He is averaging 8.2 points a game this year for the Cavs, 5.8 assists, shooting 48% from the field, and 36% from three, also 84% from the free throw line. So he's done exactly what he's needed to do, Jack, and has been a big leader and a big mentor to this young roster. Yeah, and I'll give you props on that because last time we did a Cavs episode, it was right after we traded for Rajon Rondo, and you said that exact thing. We talked a little bit about do I feel like do we feel like the Cavs could continue without Ricky Rubio? and continue to, to win games and I said I was pretty skeptical and you said you weren't as skeptical and they've they've been playing great even without Rubio like you said Rondo's really stepped up it took him a little bit to get going when he first got here he was a little rusty but but he's really warmed up these last couple games and between Rondo, Levert and Garland I think we got a solid little backcourt 
at least can can get the job done for the playoffs and hopefully we can make a run. Lori Markinen is another guy who's coming back after the break. He's been out for a while. We get nine days off for this All-Star break. So the Cavs will really get a chance to regroup, and which is much needed, honestly, because we've, we've lost our last two games. We kind of skipped over a little bit, but the standings were fourth in the East now. We were kind of up in that second and third range, but we lost our last two games to the Hawks and to the 76ers. John, what do you think is... What do you think was really the problem in those games, if any? Mm-hmm. And and do you think that's a, something that we should be worried about, or is it like, do you feel confident that we'll make it back? You know, the Cavs haven't been playing with that intensity, Jack, that they've mm-hmm. been playing with, and a big part of that is getting out to early leads in the ball game, and the Cavs have been getting down early to a lot of teams, including the Indiana Pacers, and. They've been lucky enough to have a lot of cavalanches to come back and win these games, right? But a big thing with the Cavs at the beginning of the season when they were dominating people is they were getting out to real big leads and playing super tough defense. And that's something that has kind of dipped this past month, you know, something they're not doing as strong. And I was just saying earlier today, I got to give props to Lori Markinen because Dean Wade has been replacing him, Jack, and Dean Wade's doing a decent job. He's doing a decent job. The thing is, though, Dean Wade is doing the job of Laurie where, you know, that three guy goes and stands out on the three-point line. But other opposing defenses aren't putting a defender out there because they don't think Dean Wade can shoot the ball. Whereas when Laurie Markinen's in the lineup and he's standing at the three-point line, they put a defender out there, leaving only two defenders in the paint. And then Jared Allen and Evan Mobley can go to work. But the thing is, the Cavs haven't had that. So it's made me come to realize that this three seven-footer lineup is what was really allowing the Cavs to get off to these huge leads and these great starts because teams can't defend it. So I think the Cavs will be fine. Darius Garland was also hurt for a stretch. We We had some really bad losses to the Pistons, and I think it was the Pelicans. So... The Cavs, they'll be fine. They just got to get a fully healthy Darius Garland back and their seven-footer and Laurie Markkinen back. Yeah, I love what you said about Laurie. That three seven-footer lineup was really giving other teams problems. As far as Darius Garland, though, I would say he's honestly back already. He dropped 27 versus the Sixers, and tonight he had 30. And he's, he's really, I mean, he deserves an all-star. He's been having a hell of a season, but... One thing that I wanted to mention real quick, too, that we didn't write down is we've had some defensive problems lately. Trey Young went for 41 and 9, and Embiid went for 40, 14, and 10, the last two games. So this is, it's a two game sample size, so I'm not freaking out, but from a team that was, you know, top two, top three in the league in defense to then giving up these big games, I think the Hawks had 124 points, which is way above what we've been allowing this season. Is, is defense something that, you know, we need to, like, bring back and, and bring back into the focus, the spotlight, or is that just fluke? Well, can I tie this into our listener question that we have at the end? Because I think it's the yeah, perfect Yeah, let's do that, answer. actually. All right, let's do that. So, listener question from Lawson Blazier. Shout out, Lawson. We're going to start doing these on Twitter, so keep, a, keep an eye out on Twitter, and we, you can get featured. We'll talk about your question, but Lawson asked him, 
Lawson asked, what do the Cavs need to do to make a playoff run? So I'll, I'll hand the floor to you here. Yeah, so just going with what you said before that and with Lawson's question, Jack, the Cavs have to play defense. They have to play with a high intensity. They have to play gritty. I told you this at the update, too. I said the Cavs are going to stay alive. They're going to keep winning even without Ricky Rubio, even without a Colin Sexton. If they just play their game, if they play big, if they play gritty, if they play tough defense, the Cavs were giving the Hawks open shots tonight. They weren't closing out on the three-point line. They were just watching them shoot. Now, could a nine-day break help with this? Certainly. Could Laurie Markkinen help with this? Certainly. Could the Cavs learning how to play with Karis LeVert help with this? Certainly. The Cavs have room to grow. This is a super young team. And one of the best parts about being a young team is these guys have a lot more energy than, you know, LeBron's retirement home team. So these guys have the ability to go out and play gritty, to play super hard defense. Jack, that's how the Cavs got to play to make a playoff run. They just got to keep the identity that they came into the season with. They got to play that defense, and most of all, they just got to play that gritty basketball. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think you could have said it any better. When it comes to defense, and, and it's about effort. It's about how much you want it. It has clearly showed that early on in the season. Yeah, the Hawks game, they did not look great tonight. Just closing out, like you said, the effort wasn't there. And that could be because, you know, the, the All-Star breaks right around the corner and these guys are, are seeing the end and they just are coasting in, which is not great. They're young. They, they'll, they'll learn. But, but, yeah, you said it perfectly. It really takes effort. Focusing a little bit more on the question of what the Cavs need to do to make a playoff run, number one is the effort. But number two, I think, is I think the, the veterans have to really step up. Kevin Love mainly, Rajon Rondo. In, in lead. But my one worry a little bit about this Cavs team is experience. You know, when it comes, when you have a Joel Embiid who's just dominating one night, maybe maybe there's nothing you can do, but like, if that's if that's a playoff game, what do you, like, you have to have someone to step up that can keep the Cavs, you know, focused and, and in the right direction. So I think the Cavs, for them to make a playoff run, they have to get hot at the right time. They have to stick together as a unit, listen to their leaders, and really put in that effort yeah for sure and I mean the Cavs I have a list right here have six players on the roster who have actually played in the playoffs before including Rajad Rondo Chetty Osman Kevin Love Karis LeVert Big J and Big Ed Big Ed never sees the court so don't worry about him but recently Jack to kind of make you feel a little better in some of these games where the Cavs have been down the top performers of the game have been Rajon Rondo, Kevin Love, and Chetty Osman. So those are your veterans, you know, taking the load, putting the game on their back, and, you know, showing the young guys how you got to close out and finish a game. So that gives me a little bit of hope, but you're certainly right. The Cavs are a young team. It's scary them going into the playoffs. How do you react to these adverse situations? And that's where guys like Kevin and Chetty and Rajon got to step up and show the team how to handle it. And I think they've done a pretty good job of handling that so far. Exactly right. So to wrap things up, 2022 All-Star Game in Cleveland coming right around the corner. Cavs are sitting fourth in the East right now, looking to hopefully make a playoff run if they can finish out these last 24 games strong. We've made some trades. We're really, it seems like we're really, maybe not all in, but 
we're really focused on on winning in, in the playoffs this year. Is we're not too young. Clearly, uh, Kobe and JB Bickerstaff have shown that the commitment that they're ready to make a run now. It doesn't matter that we have a rookie center or whatever. They're ready, they're ready to make a run. This is a different Cavs team than we've seen in the past, and I'm excited to watch this team finish it out. Yeah, I got some big aspirations for this team. Maybe it's the year, maybe it's not, but it's been an excited one, and I think they have a really bright future. So, we'll update you guys hopefully sometime after the All-Star break. Hopefully it goes well, but I was just excited to be back on the mic, Jack. Yeah, very, very fun. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Takes Boards podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Big Bad Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Make sure you all go give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pod. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.